It's delicious. The lemon is really nice with that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Almost like they're meant it's to be. It's a good mix. Summer jam juice. Good mix. Got some hemp's lotion. Mmm. Smells like a cookie. That's what Andrew says every time I use it. It does kind of because it's like vanilla, cinnamony. Yeah. It it's not like crazy strong. No, it just it's like smells a natural, like a natural mm. cookie. <laughs> Sensitive skin herbal body moisturizer, free of fragrance and dye. Mm-hmm. Didn't you say that your mom wouldn't let you buy this lotion or something when you were young? <laughs> well, there's a pot leaf on the front, so I like hate it when she came to town. Yeah. Our pupcaster Jada is here. She's crying. Of course, because we're not giving her attention. She just loves to cry. She was sleeping a second ago on the couch, and then as soon as we moved, you know. She needs to cry it out. <laughs> um, um, we I, should do the intro this time. Hey, okay. welcome. Yeah. This is Shades of Grey's A Dark and Twisty Podcast. I'm Bethany. I'm Katie. And I have a cold. Sorry. <laughs> I still kind of do also. Okay. So we're, we're, we'll both be nasally and like... <sighs> cool. Yeah. Together. All right. Sniffly. Um, I bought... You're welcome. You're welcome. I didn't buy a neti pot, but I bought like mm. the nasal rinse. It's only, It looks like a squeeze bottle, but there's like yeah. an air valve. Okay. On the top that you let go, and it, like, mm. it's not just, like, squeeze it in your hand. Yeah. It, it works really good. I'm, like, really okay. happy with it. And I watched a bunch of videos on how to do it. Mm. That just all scares me. Okay, it yeah. scared me, too. I, don't, uh, I, I just, I don't want to see what comes out. I think that's my biggest problem. Oh. <laughs> it's I don't know. <laughs> okay, so the one I watched, the doctor, it was, like, in a doctor's office, and he was wearing a lab coat. I didn't check his credentials, but... <laughs> He, like, hung his head down so that his, like, forehead, or the top of his head was, like, what you could put it flat against the wall. Okay. And then he, you tip it, um, so it's, like, you know, up. Uh-huh. And then you go, you say, K, while you're doing it, because it, like, pushes your soft palate up. Ooh. So that you don't get as much of, like, a drowning sensation. <laughs> Cool. And then you just lightly blow your nose afterwards. And, like, I didn't have anything significant come out. I didn't okay. even necessarily feel, like, way better. But I did feel a little better. That's good. And people, it, people swear by that stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's the other piece. So I boiled water and, like, let it cool down. And then there's, like, saline rinse packets. That It's, like, just special salt that you, like, dissolve in there. Mm-hmm. And, um... Yeah, I think I got one on Amazon for like twelve bucks. Like, okay, and it has like crazy cool. broken English, Japanese instructions. Fun. Really fun. So, <laughs> yeah. So hopefully you did it correctly. I'm pretty sure I did it right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a a poem for you here. Oh my god, I'm ready. Okay. Yes. Are you ready? Yeah. Birdie in the hand for life's rich demand, the insurgency began and you missed it. <laughs> I looked for it, and I found it. Miles Standish proud, congratulate me. A philanderer's tie, a murderer's shoe, life's rich demand creates supply in the hand. And I could keep going, but I'm not going to. Is that... That is... R.E.M. R.E.M. Begin the begin. (laughs) I don't understand it. It doesn't make any I don't think it's anything. I watched the YouTube video, and people were like, that song is amazing! Like, <laughs> so, good to know that R.E.M. has some hardcore fans out there. It's 
good to know they have other songs other than Losing My Religion. Isn't that them? That's the only one I know of. I literally have no idea. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure that's R.E.M. Okay. Could be wrong. Yeah. It's not my kind of music. No, it's not really for you. It it was a little before my time, I think, when they were really hitting their stride. So the Netflix description of season two, episode 13, uses the word hermaphrodite. Well, they use it in the... They use it in the episode. Yep. But IMDb uses the word intersex, which they also use Well, they also use it. Yeah. I think maybe in, what, 2006? Yeah. There wasn't as much of a, like, a public understanding of what intersex was. Yes. So maybe they felt in the show, giving them the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) Maybe they felt they needed to use the word hermaphrodite so that people knew what was going on a little bit better. Um, so I did a little bit of research about that word because it's not in our vernacular really anymore. Mm-mm. No one uses that. Um, I would Just say it's, it's unkind. It's not. It's pretty, um, stigmatizing. Outdated. Yeah. Yes. So, um, this is just from the Wikipedia um, historically, the term hermaphrodite has also been used to describe ambiguous genitalia and gonadal mosaicism, which I thought was a cool Oh, that's phrase. an interesting um, image that yeah. it brings to mind. A mosaic of gonads. Yeah. Yeah. And in individuals of gonochoristic species, especially human beings, the word intersex has come to, into preferred usage for humans since the word hermaphrodite is considered to be misleading and stigmatizing, as mm-hmm. well as scientifically specious, specious and clinically problematic. Mm. So, um, there was, there's an author named April Herndon, um, and I'm not, it was unclear if it was her blog or if she was referencing an article in the Journal of Pediatric Endocrinology and Metabolism. Mm -hmm. There was something... She was saying that that term is stigmatizing to patients and their families. We should all be working to reduce stigma, not add it through medical care. Right. Yes. Um, said these terms attract people with sexual fetishes and fetishes and fantasies mm. that, frankly, we as a patient advocacy advocacy organization are not interested in hearing from. Yeah. Which fair, and then just that key of labeling the condition, not the person. Right. So that person first, like, someone with diabetes rather than a diabetic. Mm-hmm. I think that the concept is important for putting people first. Yeah, it's about the the message behind it. Like, the, right. the thought behind it is what's important. A person who's wheelchair bound, like, yeah. instead of something awful that I don't even know what you would say. Mm-hmm. But um, you get it. Yeah. They use the term hermaphrodite. I think because it was, like, the proper medical thing at the time. Mm-hmm. But. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Well, because hermaphroditism is, you know, would be, like, is the. Is a clinical. Is the clinical thing. But, yeah. But I feel, yeah, I feel like they might have purposefully had George say that in order for it to be kind of, like, this is the everyman's. Yes. Word or how we understand it. And then. They explain it more later, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I to really like understanding to it um, that it's been used to describe ambiguous genitalia and gonadal mosaicism. Mm-hmm. That's so fun. Yeah, I mean, probably not fun 
for those afflicted, but... No. I think that terminology is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> cool, so... Kind of like a mauer later. He really likes the, the doctor, flowery the doctor speak. Yes. yes. Begin the begin. Um, <laughs> it's New Year's. It's New Year's. So it's a new day, a new year. Everyone can make their resolutions <laughs> and stick to them. Let the old go and bring in the new. Do you want to guess who's not into resolutions, listeners? <laughs> <laughs> she tells us later. Yes. <laughs> um, so we see Izzy in the bathroom. She's leaning against the door. She's wearing her bootcut jeans. Oh, yeah. And a green sweater over a brown top. There's so much brown in this episode. Lots it must have been brown. such the color of like, that moment yes, or something. Yes, totally. So much. Um, she's holding a coffee mug and she's drinking the coffee and she's looking at her split ends on her hair, <laughs> just kind of chilling. And then we hear why she's in there. We hear barking. Yes. We hear like crashing. There's chaos. You hear George yelling and scolding of the dog. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> he yells Izzy and she opens the door and he rushes in and they slam it shut. Just in time. Just to in get time away. <laughs> before Doc can get in. George is wearing a nice white thermal. Ooh, I thought that looked really good yes. compared to his usual frumpy random t-shirt with like an ambiguous design. Some you know random screen printed logo. Yeah. Yeah. As he's thinking about coloring her hair, and George might cut his. Yeah, she's thinking red, and, and he's very supportive. He's like, yeah, red's good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's thinking about cutting his hair, and she says, yeah, you'd look good shorter. And he almost seems like he takes offense to it, but they don't let it go long enough for him to ask again. But he's right. like, really? You think so? Yeah. Like, you just said that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you you just of- <laughs> said, like, what, did you want her to fight you on it? Yeah. But I think, do we know that Meredith likes his long hair? No. Okay. I don't think so. Is that true? I don't think so. I Meredith don't know. has an opinion about his hair. Mm, I don't know if we know it yet, if that's And the at case. one point he, like, does the opposite. He does, oh, yeah, that's later. That's next season, I think. Okay. I think okay. season three is where we meet Callie Torres, and that's yes. around the same time that he has an unfortunate incident with, like, a little trimming scissors, uh-huh. like a little nail cutter sort of oh scissors. My God. yeah. <laughs> um... um so there's lots of chaos outside, but yes. then Meredith is loving Doc. Yeah. She's like, good boy. Like this. Yeah, you hear, oh, good boy. Who's a good boy? And they peek out, and Meredith is petting sweet little innocent Doc who's got his paw in her hand, and he looks like a little <laughs> angel. And she's telling him that they're going to be late. Why are you guys in there? What are you guys doing? Um... Yeah, Doc and Meredith are having a great time. Why is everybody freaking out? What's wrong? (laughs) They want to talk about the dog. Izzy and George have a problem. Yes. We got to talk about it. Izzy says that he's a wild hyena. He's not a dog. And George says that I don't chew up his clothes. I don't urinate on his bed. I don't try to mount him from behind. Oh, gosh. (laughs) That really is a big behavioral (laughs) issue for dogs. You got to... You gotta they're, yeah, stop They're not that. in the position to be taking time and training this animal. No. At all. No, um, they have no time. <laughs> uh, but Meredith's like, no, we love our dog. This is our dog. Hello, we love him. <laughs> Guys, remember. Yeah, I would yeah. think that'd be tricky with roommates. Like, if one person wants to get a dog, well, then it's kind of your sole responsibility. But if they're there when you're not, 
Are they supposed well, to feed it? And it, it wasn't like, just her, though. It was her and Izzy were both. Yeah. They both picked Doc. Yeah. You know, yeah. they both wanted him, and now they don't. Yeah. Um, Meredith is wearing this uh, light brown jacket over a beige sweater. So, once again, a lot of so much brown, brown. tones. Um, and as soon as Meredith kind of walks away, Doc turns and looks at Izzy <laughs> and George and growls at them. It's so good. And starts barking. <laughs> it's a really nice, like, once the mom is turned away kind yeah. of a moment. Yeah. Yeah. And Izzy kind of leans to George. It's like, he tries to mount you from behind. And he's like, he, he tries to. He, he tries hey, to. He tries to. <laughs> yeah. Whenever our dog does that, we always... We push her. Like, she yeah. doesn't do it very often. Yeah. Just occasionally she'll, like, get really excited. And it's like, <laughs> stop, stop. Get out of here. Okay. Um, so then we have this beautiful shot of a mountain. foggy mountain and caribou mm. running in a stream. and Yes. Majestic, beautiful God. outdoors. So you know where we're going. You know you where know it is. It's the Airstream trailer. We're at the trailer. <laughs> Derek's walking up to the trailer. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, there's like plastic containers and like one of those like to-go dressers. Yeah, with, all, with clothes inside yeah. plastic zip bags just out on the deck. Yeah. Um, which... Tells us that Addison has moved in. Her, this is all her stuff. Yes. You know. And by moved in, we mean there's not enough room in the trailer. There is not enough room in that trailer. <laughs> oh, goodness. But Derek comes in, fish in hand. Yes. And very excited. Addison is like head upside down, blow dry your hair in her robe. And he kind of puts it in her face. He tells her. Shoves a dead fish right in her face. <laughs> I caught a fish. And then she's like, what? Because she can't hear because the blow dryer and... She, like, is very repulsed <laughs> by the trout. Yeah, it's a the rainbow, rainbow trout. Rainbow trout. <laughs> Proud boy. He's got his fisherman's vest and his little rubber boots on. He was out at the... His waders. <laughs> oh, he's so cute. So cute. And she, she says, I hate this, Derek. I hate this. <laughs> hate, hate, hate this trailer. Well, first, because <laughs> of the trout, he... She asks him why he brought the trout in. Oh, yeah. Why did you bring the trout in? And he says, breakfast. Oh, God. (laughs) Aren't you hungry? (laughs) Mm, You hungry? For trout? (laughs) Yeah. No. No. Yeah. She hates this trailer. Hates it. She hates the trailer life. She's not a fan. And she slams herself into the tiny little trailer bathroom to get away. (laughs) Have you ever been in a bathroom in a camper? They're so small. So little. And it's the shower and the toilet. Yeah. And they're just the tiniest. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> um, and clearly, we know she fancy. So, like... This is not the Addison lifestyle. No. At all. Um, and then we have Ellis. We haven't seen her in a little while. Yeah. The Chief and Ellis are hanging out. They're making... They're getting some coffee at the... At the home. Yeah. The um, memory care facility. And she's speaking to Richard... About when they were together in the on-call room. Yeah. She is back in their intern days at yes. the moment. Um, she's kind of flirtatious and like, those guys were asking about who I was with in the on-call room last night. Like, like they heard oh, us. They heard us. Am I that loud? Like, and, um, <laughs> I know, but also, like, and because she, Poor Richard. it's like real to her. It's, Yeah. It just happened to her. Right. It's fresh. And um, Richard is in the present 
So yeah, he's kind of embarrassed. He's kind of looking around like maybe don't say that so loudly. Right. Um, but he plays along or tries to. Right. So he along. mentions another doctor and says like, oh, I last I saw him was at his wife's funeral. And Ellis is like, he's not married. Like, yeah. And then Richard's like, oh, yep. I Wrong person. You know. Yeah. He kind of backtracks. Um and joins her in her reality. Yeah, and he says Ellis, and he wants to say say something more. Yeah, and then he doesn't, and he's like, "I hate being an intern." And she says, yeah. "Yeah, me too." <laughs> yeah, she tells him he needs to get some sleep. This residency is wearing him down. Yeah, like, it's a it's sweet like to see not just the generation before in like like Bailey's class, but like. Generations outside the hospital, like mother daughter, mm-hmm. like having a similar experience. Yeah. Um, they were once interns also, and they hated it just as much. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we have Burke entering the scrub room. Yeah. And Christina's already in there. He hands her a mask. <laughs> it's, it's very sweet. She smiles at him, um, and he starts talking and says. In the name of the new year. Oh, and Christi- <laughs> I don't do resolutions. <laughs> she fucking cuts him off before yeah. he can even start. And then he starts again and says, in the name of the new year. He just plows on like she didn't interrupt him. And- right. Yeah. Like, that's actually not what I was going to talk about. Yeah, right. Like, you just assumed. Huh? Yeah. He wants an answer to his question about her moving in. Which, okay, that... It's, is that's it's a fair question. Yes. Which she does not have an answer for. Well, he says, Christina, and she goes, I'm not being Christina. I just don't have an answer. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, an interesting like yeah. you remember like when Derek was like, No, you say I say Meredith and you yell at me. Yeah. And that's how we do it. It's like that's where that was going. And Christina was like, No, I No, no, no. This isn't just me being me doing my I I do not have an answer for yeah. you. Like, yeah. Like Yeah. Um, and then I, I was a little confused when this scene happened. I was Mm -hmm. like, I just don't get this part. He asks what she was planning to do about the baby. Mm. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, I think he means, you know, would you have raised it alone? Yeah. Yeah. Like, would you have wanted, or would you have gotten rid of the baby or would you have kept the baby? Like, he just, he has not been told this yet. He does not know... Yeah. Where her head was that at, and they have not had this conversation. All he knows is that she had the ectopic. A spontaneous abortion. The, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And he doesn't know that, like, she would never planned to keep it. That right. she had he something scheduled. Yep. He does not know any of that that had gone through her head. So that's what he's asking. He's, yeah, he's asking for if he was going to be involved. Like, did you mean this to go further? Even yeah. though they were kind of early on in their yeah. relationship. And I think because it was so close to the question of, are you moving in? Mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, what did he mean? Like, was she going to raise it on her own? Not at his house? Like, I just was, I got a little confused. I but... mean, that could be part of it, too. It was just kind of like, what were you planning on? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I want to know going forward. And then I have this question about our background, too. Because all of those things are kind of wrapped up in. Totally. In the... Where is this going? Where right. are we going from here? Where are we at? Um, then we have the chief. He's addressing everyone for the new year. Well, first, Meredith. The, oh, go ahead. well, with 
Christina, like the oh, scrub nurse peeks her head in and then Christina doesn't have to answer because she's like, oh, Dr. Burke, we're ready for you. And then- but yeah, so Christina kind of takes the easy out and then you see her <laughs> looking back at Burke through the window because he's kind of looking down like he didn't get an answer. Right. So he's not feeling good about that. And then we have the chief addressing yes. everybody for the new year. Yes. New year, new rules. Meredith seen... is texting on a sidekick. Yeah, that's what I said. I was I couldn't remember what it was called. It's it was amazing. like the swivelly phone. Yeah. So it's like this is the new year. Oh, new you, new, new phone. Tech. It's not a flip phone anymore. No. It's the one where you like swivel it all the way around. And there's like a big screen and a full keyboard. A full keyboard. Yeah, girl. Yeah. She's fancy. <laughs> and yep, they're gonna make uh Less mistakes, because they're going to do 80-hour-a-week limits. Yes. Their hours are limited now. Um, Izzy and George were kind of like, oh, we get to have a life? Does that mean we get to have a life? Oh, my gosh, what? Yeah, (laughs) Um, And um, Meredith is like, I get to go? Like, Yeah, she reached her her, her maximum or whatever. Yep. And and the... Her 80-hour limit. Yeah, the chief sent her, is sending her home, and... Alex says, yeah, get out of here before he changes his mind. (laughs) And um, the chief also reminds them that means the nurses are working extra, so treat them well. Yep. Cranky nurses don't do any of us any good. Izzy suggests that Alex will treat the nurses well. Well, maybe you can cheer them up. (laughs) And And then she stops herself. Yeah. You know what? No, my my resolution, because Izzy makes New Year's resolutions. Of course she does. She <laughs> loves holidays. Yeah. Her resolution was to let it go, and mm-hmm. she she is letting it go. And mm-hmm. so she apologizes. Yep, yep. She stops herself. She doesn't just be like, okay, I get that one. She, like, acknowledges it. Yep. And then um, they all know about Alex's test because they helped mm-hmm. him study. And they're all pulling for him, and George is like, we are? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, yes, we are. <laughs> Gotta make sure, because Izzy was pretty mad at them all for helping him last, you know, the, the I think it was three weeks before this. Okay. that's what the the last episode was supposed to be in time, because at some Got point, Addison, Addison refers to that moment in the last episode where Derek told her that he was in love with Meredith. Oh, right. You know, and she refers she to that and she it. mentions that it was three weeks or it's been three weeks since they've been yeah. at the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit of time has passed, which kind of makes sense if it was like they were gearing up for Christmas and then mm-hmm. now it's New Year's. Yeah. Um. So um, we have Burke in the surgery. In the OR. Um, <laughs> he does not want... He's mad at Christina. Oh, my God. He's such a fucking baby. He's, like... He's talking about, oh, you can see this mesothelioma. And Christina asks if she can step in closer because she can't really see it. She's kind of at the end, like, the foot of the table. and There's no takes, one else in there th- no, on that side. No, she takes a step closer to him and he says, no, you were, you're fine where you were at. You're fine there. <laughs> She's oh like, gosh. oh, my God. Well, and then uh, the chief comes in the room and the interrupts. Chief, he's excited because they have a heart for, for Denny, Denny Duquette. Duquette. Oh, my God. It's Denny. It's Denny. Oh, my God. Everybody's favorite. Burke already knows who it is, and he can go on a plane to Twin Falls, Idaho. Yeah. Um, Idaho. Woo. Whoa. What up, Idaho? <laughs> um, but Burke's kind of busy, you know. Right. He still has a lot to do on the surgery he's in, and the heart gets 
comes out first mm-hmm. for the donor organs. So um, he's not going to make it in time if, you know, with the how right. long the trip is. Yeah. So he's going to send Bailey. Yes, he asks for Bailey to go. And then the chief turns to Christina and says, <laughs> oh, you've reached your 80 hours, so you have to leave now. You have to get out of the OR. And she kind of looks to Burke to save her, but he doesn't. Yeah, she said, well, I'll leave after we, he finishes this mesothelioma or yeah whatever yeah, it is resection or whatever and he does not help her he agrees with the chief yeah it's it's so funny like leave. <laughs> he knew off the bat that meredith was supposed to leave right at the front he like had that one ready mm-hmm. he knew that it was christina's time like the chief of surgery would not really know that but he has his favorites yes he has a favorite class i yes. think he has a a particular soft spot for these interns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. particularly Meredith. Right. For obvious reasons. But, yeah. you know, I think he's pulling <laughs> for all of them a little bit. Yeah, more it's than, sweet. Yeah. Which, Christina doesn't take it as sweet. She's annoyed. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> um, so, Bailey comes in. She greets Denny very happily. Yes, we meet Denny Duquette. Oh, my God. <sighs> Such heartbreak comes our way oh, soon. Yes. The um, the character that I think everyone agrees we wish didn't die. <laughs> he continued. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I mean. Listen, yeah. if you've ever watched Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> if you're watched, if you're listening to this podcast, like um, so Alex He's up there in the that list of like all the, the dead people that you know about Grace, <laughs> even if you don't know anything about it. You know Denny. Um, Alex, Izzy, and George are there with Bailey, um, and Bailey's asking them to present. She says, what do we know about Mr. Duquette? And he looks right at Izzy. Oh! And she's kind of looking down at her notes, because she's the one who's going to be presenting. Yes. And he answers, Capricorn, single, loves to travel and cook. Oh, it's so cute! Oh, Daddy! It's, like, reads like a singles ad. I really like it. And he's he's so good at being like flirty but also goofy. So it's yes. like you you don't feel threatened by it. Right. Like that's like a very <laughs> 70s like sign first that you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. and which is funny because people are so into astrology now again. Yeah. But um probably in the early two thousands it wasn't as much. No, I don't think big so. Of a trend. And um Right, I said, you know, which is, it's over the line, but it's cute. Because it's not threatening. Yeah. Like, he's very, yeah, chill about yeah. it. Yeah, he, it's not like, he doesn't bring any air of danger. He seems very, like, cozy. Like, yeah. Like a comforting presence, but like. He's a pal. Really yeah. sexy voice. Mm. Like, yeah, he's great. He's got the scruff and the, the yeah. eyes looking at him. And you want to save him. <laughs> you want to save his life. Um, um, Izzy gets assigned to the case. So. Yeah. So she, <laughs> she presents and is talking about his heart. Um, and, uh. Well, yeah, uh, Bailey kind of shushed him as soon as he was. She he does, started, She's yes. like, Denny, be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just kind of how Denny is. Yeah. He's, he's a friend of the hospital. He's someone who's been in and out a lot for right. his heart issues. Right. Yeah. Burke knows him, obviously, because he's a cardiothoracic surgeon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Denny is real excited that Izzy's on the case. Uh-huh. Alex is not. <laughs> no, Alex is pissed. <laughs> so they step outside the room. Mm-hmm. And Alex says something about, God, like, he's still trying to get some action, even though he's practically a corpse. Ugh. Which is so, Alex. like, 
come on, man. Grasping at straws, old Alex sort of behavior. Yes. You know? Yeah. And Izzy brushes it off that, oh, he's just trying to be nice. But she doesn't believe that either. No. You can tell. (laughs) Like, she was kind of into that. And, um... Bailey starts talking about, well, I didn't get 80-hour week work weeks as an intern. Like, yeah, they start talking about the 80-hour limit. Mm-hmm. Um, and George says that, oh, at least you can rest before the baby comes. Fucking George <laughs> is like, being that pregnant, keeping up this pace? Shut the fuck up, George. Bailey turns, <laughs> do I look tired to you, O'Malley? <laughs> like, fuck off. And uh, yeah, he has to He has to backtrack. He's like, fresh, spry, aglow. <laughs> and he's going, uh, shut up, George. <laughs> Stop, Stop now. Stop now. <laughs> Looks down at his <laughs> And um, George gets to do intake for Addison's patient. Yes. And... Um, Alex and Izzy also confirm that she she is glowing. You you do glow. And then Alex <laughs> says, like the moon. <laughs> so Alex gets the pit. Yeah, she Which, sends Alex to the pit. He doesn't really end up in the pit at all, though. Well, I think, he, yeah, he got one patient and then he was on that case. Followed you know, that case. Yeah. yeah, totally. Um, and it was a big one, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so George enters a room to some parents quietly arguing. And we have an adolescent uh, hanging out in bed drawing. Yeah, tween girl. She's got um, a beanie and a big zip hoodie. I'm saying girl now because at this time, well, she's identified. Yeah, I throughout writing about this, I was like, okay, I'm gonna use Beck's preferred name, mm-hmm. and I kind of use some gender neutral. But I almost texted you. It was like, I think female pronouns are appropriate. Well, certainly at this point. Yes. For sure. Until she finds out, then it's definitely appropriate just because up until this point, she's a girl. Like, that's how she has seen herself. That's how... That's how she identifies. She talks about boobs. Not that she really knew that any better, any different, but Rebecca is her full given name. Yep. Her parents are Mr. and Mrs. Singleton, George addresses all of them as as Addison comes in. He, yep. And um the Mrs. Singleton is like it's not cancer, right? And yeah, um, she's worried about the cancer. Um Yeah, George uses the name Rebecca cuz that's on the chart and then um Bex jumps in and is like don't call me that. Yeah, and then the Stop dad using that name. clarifies um that she prefers Bex. Bex prefers Bex. So Yes. <laughs> um it's there's some sort of enlargement of the pelvic lymph node, uh, and that's what they're worried about. It could be something bad, could be nothing, you know. Yeah, they're gonna do a biopsy, mm-hmm. and Addison wants labs. to do an exam. So the dad excuses himself. It's mm-hmm. not a invasive, like, pers- um, exam that Addison's doing. No, but maybe in real life it would be, you know, like or not invasive, but it, maybe it would show more. Below the belt. Of the pelvic area. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dad, which is always fine to excuse yourself. Like, yeah. Um, and George asks what Bex is drawing. Jada, can you stop crying? Yeah, and we see a little bit of this um, anime style, like, manga. Yeah. Comic. And Bex says, oh, it's just some dumb comic. Yeah. And, um. But it's good. It's it's cool. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, Bex kind of, um, like, brushes it off. Oh, she downplays it. Comic. Yeah. You can tell that she has some 
issues, like confidence issues, yeah. right off the bat. You yeah. can tell she's uncomfortable, which, I mean, being a tween, oh, being a God. teenager is not a comfortable it's situation. uncomfortable. And then um, George has to draw some blood. Well, and the... While while Addison is feeling her, mm-hmm. she kind of looks at the mom and the mom says, yeah, it's big. It, it just appeared one day. Oh. Kind of like, yeah, it is it, big. The lump or yeah. like whatever it is. Yeah. The, the mass. Then George is told to take some blood and Addison leaves. And then George says that he needs her drawing hand, her drawing arm to take the blood out. Yeah. So we push the sweater sleeve up and... um. George sees some uh, scars from cutting. Yes. She's got cutting scars across her wrists. And he kind of makes eye contact with her mom. And her mom kind of looks away. Yeah. So she knows that this has been going on. Yeah, the mom already knew that. Um... But there's this goofy comical music in yeah! the background of this part. Oh my god! This was not the part for that. It for the bouncy really stuck out. <laughs> Teenagers cutting themselves. Hilarious! Oh my god! What angst? <laughs> yeah, for real. I noticed that too. I'm like, was that an accident? Like, not good. It was. It should have been the like dramatic holy shit music. Like, oh yeah. no! Like, this is a kid like, in oh, danger who's yeah. like crying out for some something's help. going on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. For goodness sakes. Um, and we see Alex, and he's walking into a room of uh, Mr. Paskowitz. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe that guy got transferred there from the pit. That's what I think. Cause, yeah. Because it looks like they've already been to getting scans Yes. somewhere. They've already done that because Alex comes in brandishing those. Like, look, there it is. Check it out. You have it's abdominal pain. It's due to a bezoar. A bezoar. Which is used in Harry Potter multiple times. Yes, it is. Um, it is an antidote for potions. A stone found in the stomach of a goat. And in this case, it is a large mass that cannot be passed. And um, it can be, like, hair. Like, yeah, if somebody yeah. has, uh, is it trichotillomania? It is something like that, Something yes. like that, where they consume hair. It can get caught up like that. Um, so, it there's... Uh, Mr. Maurer is not alone. There's a woman there who's kind of knitting. Um, yep. They're a um, weird couple. I say his girlfriend, but I think we find out that they're engaged. So, yeah. it's his fiance. Yeah, they're kind of goofy. He's... Alex is using a, a phrase. He talks about how... This couldn't be dispelled by a um, prokinetic agent. Yeah. <laughs> and Mr. Paskowitz thinks that's just the most interesting phrase. Yeah, he's he just, loves He it. loves that, like using prokinetic agent instead of laxative. Yeah. He loves hospitals. Um, <laughs> yeah, he loves the terminology. And, and his girlfriend's kind of snarky. She's sitting there knitting. She asked, couldn't they just go up his butt and grab it? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no, but good try. Yeah. No, they have to do it surgically. And Alec s- says, well, tell me, what have you been eating? Yeah. And there's so mauer tension in the room. Um. Yeah. He, and he says, garbage, absolute garbage. <laughs> and he, he won't really elaborate on it. And uh-huh. uh, his girlfriend says, tell him, tell him Maurer. And she says, he's a writer. <laughs> Suffering uh-huh. for his art. Uh-huh. And he still isn't saying anything. Uh-huh. He ate his novel. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, he actually ate it. He ate it. He ate a novel. A big pile of paper. He ate it. <laughs> and this made me think of Maurice Sendak. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'll eat you up. I love you so. <laughs> um, which is the opposite. He ate it. He ate it because he hated it. <laughs> but um, Maurice... at some point here, I also put like this is such a guy thing, like such a dude mentality. You think so? Like a masculine. I don't. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think a female writer, even if they are sort of dramatic like that, I don't think they're going to eat their novel. I think they would burn it. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. Because it just seems like such a, like, I have this control over it, and I'm going to consume consume it. it. Like, that's such a toxic masculinity type of let me just shove it all down and never let it out yeah put it inside my body and i'll expel it out my butt (laughs) put it behind me um (laughs) yeah the i wanted to just quickly a marie sendak story i have no idea if this is true okay but um this little boy like wrote to marie sendak and was like he's the guy who wrote um where the wild things are Mm -hmm. and was like i love your book like whatever so he, Marie Sendak drew him a little comic and Aww. sent it to the boy, like a one-of-a-kind, hand-drawn, like, thing. And the kid ate it. Oh. Because he was like, I loved it, so I ate it. Like, oh, no. I'll eat you up. I love you so. Like, he, and Marie Sendak was like, that is the most honored I have ever been. <laughs> like, that is so sweet. I mean, like sweet, but also... How many children do you think took that so literally? Right. And I'm sure the mother or the father or the caretaker was like, ah! Like, also that child so many years later as an adult is not happy that he did that. Is like, damn it, that could have been so many dollars. <laughs> so much money. But I liked, I think the sentiment is sweet. It um, is. Yeah. Mowers, however, is in out of negativity. Yeah. <laughs> It's so annoying. And his his fiance agrees. She just rolls her eyes. Like, yeah. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Let me get the credits. Yeah. Um, George has some labs for Bex. Yes. Her hormones, hormone levels are just kind of wacky is what I put. Yeah. Incredibly <laughs> elevated. Mm-hmm. Um, and Addison wonders about birth control pills because that's what it sort of fits with. And, um, you know, Bex didn't say anything about them, but the parents were in the room. So. Yeah. And George is kind of like, she's. Hasn't even reached puberty yet. Why would she do that? Why would she be having sex? You know? Like, isn't that weird she'd be having sex? And yeah. And Addison says, well, <laughs> not we, really. Like, we can't really say that. Like, that's not a thing. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I get that. But also the, like, there are certain groups where, like, if you're 12 and not having sex, your friends are like, you're lame. Like, right. It just depends on culturally what's going on in her life. If you're 12 and your friends are telling you you're lame for not having sex, they're wrong. They're wrong. You don't... No. You don't do it. Don't wait. Listen, even if you feel like you're ready, you're not. You're not. Probably. And just wait. Yeah. All you 12-year-olds listening to us right now. Hey, We know there's so many of you. God, we're huge with the kids. Um... (laughs) So, the youths. Talking about sidekicks and how cool they are. <laughs> um, yeah. So George needs to go talk to Bex again about birth control mm-hmm. when the parents are not in the room. Um, and then we see Derek and the chief really briefly. Derek is wearing a whole lot of brown. So, so much brown. brown. It's like a brown shirt, brown coat. He looks like. And it's different brown stuff from the morning. Like he also yes. had brown on. This morning. But it's all different browns. It's different browns. So brown. 
Um, Derek's surgery got canceled, um, and the chief needs a favor. Yes. And that's all we hear about it mm-hmm. at this moment. Um, Bex is working more on the comic book. Uh, we see a little bit more of it, and it's really good. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's mostly black and white, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and George's checking in. George seems pretty uncomfortable. Um, finally just asks, have you been taking birth control pills? And Bex kind of looks freaked out. Yeah, because she has been. And she's right. like, uh, are you going to tell my parents? Um, and he's just like, why? Why would you do that? I just want to know why. Are do you, you have a boyfriend? Um, and she once again kind of is self-effacing. And it's like, yeah. why? Would, yeah, like anyone would want to be with me. or Aww. Poor baby. And Bex took them to try and grow boobs. Yes. She, she's, flat she's flat as a board. Flat as a board. And George does not seem to connect what that means. And she says she's been taking like five of them a day. And George just, he looks confused. And she's, boobs, dude. Boobs, dude. <laughs> and, um, yeah, Bex says, um, just wanted to be normal for once in my life. Oh, which is like. So sad. Oh, it's, honey. Oh. God, that is the fucking worst. Oh. Like. Also, she's. Maybe 13. Did we know her age? I mean, she's in high school. They mentioned high school at some point. I don't think we know her age. 13, 14, maybe. Yeah. Oh, 14. They do say 14. Oh, they do? Yeah. Later okay. on, I think her parents say, like, we've raised her for 14 years. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. She's 14. She's a little baby. She's probably a freshman. Yeah. In high school. Plenty of people haven't hit puberty yet. Yes, and even some of us who hit pu- puberty earlier than that still did not have boobs <laughs> until yeah. they were 21 and were very pregnant. Yeah. Like, that's... Yep. Some of us... Everybody's built differently. ...were very flat all of that time up until then. Never changed Aww. until, you know, you go through the other hormonal issue. The changes. other thing. <laughs> I remember being, like, 16... I think I was 16 and my sister was like 20 and she was like that is so not fair that your boobs are bigger than mine and I was like I don't know it's kind of annoying like it's kind of a pain yeah there's there's always ups and downs with everything you know Katie just did a juggling her boobs motion <laughs> ups and downs um so Bex is kind of wondering, oh, did those pills cause the tumor? Um, and and George says no, that they wouldn't have anything to do with the lymph nodes, but it's still really dangerous. Right. Um, has she felt any different? Have you felt any different? And she very depressingly oh. says, I feel like I always feel. And then oh. kind of puts her hand to her temple and the sweatshirt sleeve falls and we see scars on the other arm. Yep. Um, and he just looks concerned. Yeah. I feel like George redeems a little bit himself in this episode. I feel like he does good yeah. in this episode. Yeah. Whereas previously we've had a lot of issues with We've had a lot George. of issues. I think he does be a pouty baby a little bit, but with some righteousness. <laughs> yeah. So. It's, yeah. A know. little bit later. Yeah. And then we have some spicy music. 
Ooh, it's spicy up in here. We're in an elevator and Derek's in there leaning against the wall and Meredith gets on the elevator. And everyone else leaves. And there's just so much brown in oh, this elevator. Guys, I know we keep saying they both, it, but like But they both have like the double brown. Yeah. Like they've got the jackets and the shirts and it's so much yeah. neutral. Yeah. Um and they say hi. Hi. Hey. He's surprised she's leaving work. You leaving? 80-hour limit. You, surgery was postponed. postponed. Yeah. And he kind of, she looks forward, but he looks at her. And he's looking her up and down like she's a tasty little snack. Tries to inquire further about what's going on by just staring at her. Just staring and waiting. Yep. He does not actually verbally inquire. He just looks. Yep. And she (laughs) says. With a smile. I have a dog. I have a dog. (laughs) (laughs) You have a dog. I have a dog. I've moved on. So um, he says, I love dogs. <laughs> um, you know, she says, I've moved on, so don't give me that look. And he says, what look? And then steps in closer, <laughs> which he is so not supposed to do. No, that look. Our look. Oh, my heart. I'm um, over you. And and he says, I'm over you, too. And she looks at him. You are? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am. I'm over you, too, he says again. And she looks at him. You just said, yeah, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And they're kind of giggling and they smile. And then the doors open. And Derek's face fucking falls because it's Addison. He's not good at hiding it at all. (laughs) She looks so displeased. She looks fucking pissed. Just the way that they styled her, too. Like, in this scene, she just looks very frigid. Like, she looks yes. like the embodiment of that Those word. Those sharpened brows, the, like... Yeah, like, extra thin brows this episode for some reason. Yeah. Previously, I feel like her brows have been a pretty good size for yeah. that era. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this time, they're very thin. They're very thin, and she has her hair kind of half pulled back, so it just, it looks slicked, kind yeah. of. Like, it's very severe. Uh, yeah, there's nothing, like soft and curly about it like it's all like usually yeah when we've seen her in the past she looks very sophisticated and luxurious and yeah confident in herself and in this moment she looks something else yeah um and gosh he's he just looks so fucking disappointed which like Derek immediately looks like he has a headache (laughs) Yeah. He's, like, rubbing his eyes on his head. Yeah. Um. And Meredith says bye, and she leaves. Yep. She's fine. Like, she's like, yeah. I can get out of here. Goodbye. Good luck <laughs> with that. Yeah, I'm not the one with a secret wife, so. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, she's not in the wrong here. Um, And he turns to her, to Addison, because Addison is now on the elevator not looking at him. Which is weird. Derek went all the way down. He didn't want to get off with Meredith, I think. Like, he went all the way down, but then he's going back up, presumably, with Addison to, like, have this conversation. I guess. Like, I guess he could have left, but it's probably good he didn't. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Um, He says that there's a land called Passive Aggressiva, and you are the queen. (laughs) Or you are their queen. And um, she just kind of deflects it and says that she's mad about the trailer. Yes. Like, I was yelling about the trailer this morning. And he, but he knows. Right. The past three weeks have been about the trailer. And he says, so that's what they've been about? Because they've not been about that I told you that I love Mare? And she said, 
I write, I write mayor in my notes. So, <laughs> and she says loved, loved. past tense. Because he, he said love right now. He said love. He loves her. Because it's true. And he goes, right, yes, past tense. Like, ooh, damn. Oh. Yeah, so it's been three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, <sighs> it's tense. Boy, oh boy. Ooh. Uh, so we see Alex, who has come in to get Maurer for his uh, surgery, and he says, it's time to return your book to the library. I fucking hate that line. It's so cheesy. It's so gross. Oh my god, it's so bad. You gotta drop the kids off at the pool. Oh, that was worse. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but Maurer is sweating a lot, and yeah. he, he mentions that. He says, what is this flop sweat about? Yeah. Um, and Alex just says that it's it's got to be nerves. And then Maurer kind of goes on this rant about how Nixon sweated a lot. Yeah, something about, you know, he he wanted to literally put it behind him. I didn't even write down the rant, um, but he sort yeah, of goes round and round. Yeah, it's a big rant. And then the, the girlfriend says, it wasn't that bad of a book. Like, I read every draft. Well, she uh, kind of, oh, I read every draft. Like, yeah, she was yeah. made to read it, yeah. He, <laughs> and he mentions some dead literary critic that he says she's not really that person. Right. And oh, that, you wanted approval from a dead man. Oh. Yeah, he seeks the approval of dead literary critics. The dead can't read, Maurer. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alex asks, have you ever thought about being something other than a writer? <laughs> You just, know, just put it out there. Yeah, he has no plan B. Uh, and the the fiance's not happy about this. She no. she mentions that they weren't able to get married for three years until the book was finished. And now the book is finished, but then he didn't like it, so he ate it. Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> and now there's this. I we kinda comes in two parts. We get this line, it's Painfully obvious and obviously painful. Oh, because Alex asks, like, didn't you just have, don't you have a delete button? Like, oh, you just yeah. have deleted it? And Maurer said that he wanted to put it behind him, literally. And <laughs> that's where I said, this is such a dude thing. Yeah. And um, the fiance says, we all get the symbolism. It's painfully obvious. And then Alex finishes the sentence. And obviously painful. Oh, got you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of cute. It's cute. It's a nice moment for, good, like, the people around Mauer to share. Yeah. Like, like uh-huh. we all know that he's terrible. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. Um, and then we have Bailey. She's getting ready with her coat and her cooler for the Argon Harvest. And Organ Chris- Harvest. <laughs> what did I say? Argon Harvest. <laughs> I switched it. Sorry. Argon Harvest. Um, she's getting ready for that, but also for the Organ Harvest. Yes. Um, Christina is sneaking up on her. Like, she oh, sneaks around the corner. Oh, my God. She sneaks around. <laughs> and she goes, I hear you're going to Twin Falls, Idaho. I've never been. I've never been. <laughs> what a fucking terrible cover. Like, that is not. Oh, my God. She's such a bad liar. Yeah. But, but, but Bailey knows that you've already reached your... 80 hours, eight, right? You've reached 80 hours, and she tries to help Bailey put the coat on. Yeah. She really wants to go with. And Bailey gives in, because she's like, I don't have I don't the care. energy to fight this yeah. bullshit. Right, and <laughs> she's like, I didn't get 80-hour weeks. Like, right. Yeah, she doesn't really believe in it to begin with, so. Yeah, she's not going to really reinforce Who cares? it. Yeah. yeah. Unless it was convenient, then she might be like, get out of here. <laughs> True. Um, so then there's kind of an ultrasound and a biopsy for Bex. 
Yeah. So Addison is taking the biopsy and then she has the mass, I guess, or the sample and takes it to go get the results. And so it's just George and Bex. Addison leaves George to uh, dress the wounds, but George can't stop staring at the scars. Yeah. He's just looking at her wrists and she notices that and she reacts to it. She says... You're a doctor. Haven't you seen scars before? Yeah. Like, come on, man. And um, <laughs> he phrases it kindly, but a little misplaced. Yeah. He, yeah, it's not a, it's not a good way to go about it. But with her, it, it makes sense. Just yeah. not in a general life view of this issue. That's not the way to do it. Right. But he, he says, uh, can't figure out why anyone with that much talent would want to do that. And it's not the it's not about how talented you think you are. <laughs> nope. Um, it does get through in this situation, but generally, if you have somebody in your life that's participating in those behaviors, it's probably not the best thing to tell them. No. This has nothing to do with their talent. Nope. It's a Lots of talented thing. people hurt themselves or yeah. take their own lives or do other, other damaging yeah, things. Other yeah, other issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Bex shares a little bit about the comic, um, says that it's about her and her friend Jen as children, um, but Jen has a boyfriend now, like everybody else. And... I'm a freak all by myself. Oh. And this is where I, what I like, um, George's whole little thing here. <gasps> yes. Is where he says, yeah, that's not the easiest thing to be in high school. And she's kind of like, oh, you sound like my shrink. And he says... Now, I wasn't always a doctor. Like, I'm not talking to you like I'm a doctor. Right, right. I, in high school, I was the secretary and treasurer of the D&D club, the Dungeons and Dragons club. And, And, which, I mean, amazing that she knows what that is. Well, he said Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, but still. You don't think she would have known? I don't think I would have known in the... Well, maybe in the early 2000s. I was older. Huh? It's like a... I guess I'm I'm about the same age, probably, yeah. as Bex. I feel like it's an iconic 80s nerdy thing that then has, like, had new life. And yeah. so it's almost now like it's a new. trope. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I get it, I don't saying. know if it was at that time, though. Yeah, yeah. But he says he was a mathlete, and he won the blue ribbon in biology. Best fetal pig dissection. Oh, Was yeah. that a thing? So he was a nerd. and <laughs> He was a nerdy self-proclaimed, nerd. Self-proclaimed, like, freak, you know, didn't fit in. Yeah. He says you just have to get through high school because high school sucks for anyone who's a little bit different. And you just have to, you get through college and you get out into the world and then you find the place where you, you'll find where where you you fit fit in. in. Yeah. And Bex is like, you think so? He says, I know so. Yeah. Which is so sweet. Like, it's so true. High High school's school's... hard for everybody, especially when you're different. But I think it's, everyone has a really hard time. And even if, yeah, even if you are like super cool, like, I think there's always that like, Britney Spears lucky of yeah. like nobody knows how how I cry 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 in my lonely <laughs> heart um but right especially if you feel like you're on the outskirts you're a weirdo whatever mm-hmm. like what were you into in high school what was your um if you were a uh, high school trope <laughs> I was not a joiner I really I did choir but it was like one of my I would say it was, like, a kid in choir, not a choir kid. Mm. So, like, those weren't really my people. And, like, I would kind of go between different friend groups. Like, I didn't really have 
anybody that I would, like, hang out with after school. Sure. From school. Like, sure. acquaintances in my classes. Okay. Um, but I, like, I stopped playing soccer my freshman year because I didn't feel like I was good enough. I probably wasn't, but it's hard to say objectively. <laughs> um, it's kind of hard to tell before you hit the high school Right, level. right. Um, and I was, like, I mostly spent time with, like, my friends from youth group. I would say, like, in that weird community, I was, like, a popular girl, but that's a weird sample size. It is. So. (laughs) I mean, I went to a high school where it was a weird sample size. Yeah. But I also wasn't really too much of a joiner. I guess I did. I did. I was the artsy kid, I guess. Okay, yeah. Took all the art classes I could and hung out in the art room when I wanted to, like, in my free periods and nice yeah I never did that because I didn't have any drama artistic all the drama classes I was never good enough at an actor to do any of the plays Andrew told me um yeah I kind of I remember like I tried the musical in eighth grade Mm -hmm. and was like wow I cannot act (laughs) or dance so I should just stick to singing (laughs) and um yeah again it was like I I participated in choir and I liked it but there was people that would, like, hang out in there on their lunch t- hour right. and, like, do extra yeah. stuff. And that just was never me. So. Sure. I kind of just was like, I'll just keep my head down and get through this. <laughs> and I did. And it's fine. Yeah. And I. It really is true. You get out of high school and it's like, oh, yeah. None of that <laughs> fucking mattered. Um, it all seems like a huge fucking deal, too. And I don't like the, like, once you get in the real world, because, like, I think that takes away that detracts from how real high school is. It is the real world. Yeah, it's just a really weird um, sample, a really weird piece of life that doesn't last very long. It doesn't. So be nice while you're there and don't do illegal stuff. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Or if you do, don't get caught. That's right. (laughs) Or if you do get caught, make sure you get tried as a child and not an adult. (laughs) Um, We're going in a weird direction. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, let's let's get back on track. Anyway, we see Izzy. She- <laughs> I, I wrote down, Izzy enters Denny's room. Denny's room. Denny's room. Whoops. Uh, she's checking on Denny. She thought he was sleeping, but he kind of wakes up and surprises her a little yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> and he asks if he can ask her something personal. She's and- actually, I noticed kind of early in this episode, she's just, she's acting professional yeah on a a level that we have not seen from izzy like she's actually giving a little bit of space between her and the patient for for once fucking once um yeah does it last very long no in fact they leave no space at all no space um yeah they have a little banter and she engages playfully and then you know gives in what do you want to know yeah, and he's already, like, looking at her like he's super infatuated. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. he loves her already. Yeah. they've He's seen her twice. He loves her. Um, <laughs> yeah. He asks if she's with Alex. Yes. Uh, you don't want to talk about the whole Hildy thing? Oh, I, it was so, I, like... I kind of wrote it down. I was just kind of like, eh, I didn't really write it down. Um, the whole banter that they have, she says no, or if I say no when he wants to ask her something, and he says that he'll hold his breath so that he dies, and then she'll get... 
caught on murder charges and have to spend her life in prison with a or love loved by a big girl named Hildy or big old girl named Hildy. Yeah, it's something about like <laughs> it's kind of gross. Prison love, basically. Yeah, and so she says, "So my choices are murder charges or inappropriate questions from my patient." And he's like, "Yeah, I know it sucks, right?" But he's smiling yeah. in this way that you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, she very so like cute. playfully engages with him and yeah. Um, and because anyone else saying all these things like, oh, I'll hold my breath if you don't answer my question. It's manipulative. Like, it Like, it would be. Yeah. And then, but because of the way he says everything, you're yeah. just like, oh, it's just. It's, you're just, it's fine. Like, I could say no very easily. Yeah. You and don't, I, don't have, I don't to, have play to play with that. Like, you could be like, all right, I'm done here. Like, he wouldn't really. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He, um. um and she says that she'll take her chances with Hildy. Yeah. Because I can do girl on girl. And he Ooh. really likes that. <laughs> like, how can I blackmail you now when you bring up girl on girl? He says something about, hello, you are in love with me. I am a catch. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, she kind of brings it back around um, to their joke. And it's a cute yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she's not with Alex. She assures him because he noticed yeah. the little back and forth thing there. Yeah. Um, or noticed the way that Alex was looking at her, maybe. Yeah, or maybe saw Alex pull her aside. Or maybe heard the, the nurses talking. I don't know. <laughs> also possible, yes. <laughs> she's like, no, no, never again. <laughs> never, ever again. Good. So I don't have to fight him. Why would I want you to fight him? Hello, you're in love with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a catch. Yeah. And he lists all his good qualities. And yeah. You're just like, oh. It's cute. It's, it's so cute. cute. Um, we have Meredith at home folding a mountain of laundry. Yes, she's done five loads of laundry. And she's telling this to Doc. That she's <laughs> done all this. I've literally washed the past out of my life. And then she kind of looks at him and it's like... Doc just sort of like, what? Now what? Now what do we do? What's next? Uh, Five loads of laundry is a lot. It is a lot. Um, and then uh, George enters pathology. Addison had paged him. And he's like, oh, you got the biopsied ovary? And Addison says, uh, not exactly. Yep. She has him take a look and he apparently doesn't notice what he's looking at. Because she has to explain it to him. But she tells him to arrange a meeting with the parents and ha- and see who the on-call psychologist is. I wonder who it'll be. The only psychologist that we've ever seen in this hospital. Yes. <laughs> um, and see if they can join us. And he kind of looks back at Addison and says, does she have cancer? And she says no. And then they talk about how it's not an ovary. Mm-hmm. It's a testes. And George says, Bex is a hermaphrodite? Yep. That's when he uses the word hermaphrodite. Yeah. Um, and Addison just says yes. Yeah. So that's a that's big, the the big, big drop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now we have a plane in the sky. Um, Christina and Bailey are on board. Christina looks very worried. Bailey is asleep. Christina is staring at Bailey's belly. She just keeps looking at it and is just yeah. staring at yes. the big pregnant belly. It, like, wakes Bailey up. Yeah, Bailey catches her. Why are you staring at my fat pregnant belly? <laughs> and uh, Christina just kind of 
pretends like pretends like she I don't wasn't. know. Um, <laughs> yeah, and she's thinking about what Burke said and thinking about that baby she lost. Well, and... we find that out later. Yeah, but I, I surmised I from the scene. That yeah, that's what was going on. Yeah, um, but you're right. We do find that out later. Um, so then Bex's dad is pacing in a conference room, um, asking, "My daughter might actually be a boy." And the mom totally doesn't get what's going on. She's very confused. Yeah. The psychologist is that one guy that we see every time that they talk about psych, like on the episode with the pregnant man. Yep. Um, So Addison explains that externally, Bex has female genitalia. Internally, Bex has both male and female sex organs. Yes. Um, The mom is kind of freaking out and doesn't know what to do. Yeah. they, They find out that the mass is benign. So physically... So physically, she'll be fine, right? But emotionally and psychology, psychologically, um, Addison strongly recommends that they need therapy. All of them, like not right. just Bex, because she is seeing a therapist already, right? But this is like, for everyone. <laughs> yeah, Addison wants them to focus on the good. Okay, the tumor is benign. Like that piece is good. And then I said, and that weird fucking psych guy is there. And yeah, and he, I think, is the one who says many intersex people. So this is where we hear yes. intersex for the first time. Yes, people begin to relate to one gender more than the other, and it's not always the one that they were raised. And this is what sets. The parents off. Oh my god! Yeah. But she's a girl. She we raised her. She she looks like a girl. She's always been a girl. We raised her to be a girl. Yeah. And George is like, well, d- she feels different. Like, yeah. Unlikely voice of reason. George. Yeah. Kind of steps in and says, well, at least this helps explain why she feels so different. And he's right. kind of hopeful. Like, this is a good thing, guys. This is gonna help her understand. This will help like, her. Yeah. So she doesn't feel like a freak anymore because she knows that. Right. What the reason is. And then our psych guy says, you know, biologically and emotionally speaking, she has a choice to make. And that really offends the mom. A choice? Yeah. Yeah. Mom does not like that. Mom's not cool with that. Um, Well, and yeah, when Addison suggests therapy for all of them, she's saying, you know, for the adjustment. And the parents are like, what? What adjustment? What adjustment? It, what are you it talking about? Not, Life is like, going to go on the same exact way it has been. Alex is wheeling Maurer to surgery. And Maurer's kind of babbling and just sort of talking a lot in a very literal, literary. Yeah, Yeah. I said waxing poetic. He's just kind of, he's trying to find a simile. God, give me a simile. And his mouth feels all weird. He says, pins and needles. No, needles and pins. He's like, just going a little weird. um, But also he's just kind of a weird guy. So who knows? And Alex asks, is he always like this? Uh, and the fiance says that he, he is, cause he's a writer, but, right, right. but he's gotten weirder, like he got weirder as he ate the novel. Right. Like as he was eating more and more of the novel, it got he weirder. seemed to get a little weirder. But then the chief comes up and introduces himself, Chief Weber, I'll be performing surgery. Performing his surgery. And, um, as Maurer is wheeled into the elevator 
uh, before the doors close, he's telling everyone that he poured his heart and soul into that book, and now it's stuck in my ass. Put that on my tombstone. On my tombstone. <laughs> that feels like something like Fraser would do. Sure. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, kind of like a highfalutin, pompous, fancy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Denny is in his room waiting impatiently. Izzy comes in to check on him. Um, yeah, he just looks kind of anxious. He's rubbing his hands mm-hmm. or tapping his fingers. He is highly anticipating the surgery. He's worried about, you know, what if something goes wrong. Yeah, and He's been waiting a long time. Yeah. Um, and Izzy kind of comforts him and says, nothing's going to go wrong. Burke is a great surgeon. Yep. Or she doesn't, like, promise him that nothing's going to go oh wrong. Oh, my God. But no, because she's not no. George. <laughs> she's not George. <laughs> but she says that Burke is... The best surgeon, like you're, yeah. you're in good hands. He'll be on the phone with Bailey as the procurement goes down. Yep. Burke, Burke comes in and tells them that, um, and they can get started on Denny before she even gets back. Right, and Denny looks at Izzy and says, "Hey, Izzy, I'm getting a new heart." Yeah, they share a little smile in a yeah, moment. She says, yeah, you're getting a new heart. It's cute. I like that he calls her Izzy. Yeah, for now he does. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. Um. Addison and George are uh, interrupted by Bex's parents. Yes, <laughs> they're in the like hallway. coming to it's talk. Like they found them because they've been talking, and they think that I wrote. They think Bex should stay. She can't handle something like this. You saw yeah. the scars. Yeah, um, that's which... what, that's kind of that must have been how they were saying it. Like we think Bex should stay, and then they must have like broken off the words. Yes, because that's also how I put it. Okay, and I was yeah. like, what does this mean? I think <laughs> she should stay. They... I think they were gonna say a girl. Yeah. Um, I really like um, how well these actors work together. The parents. Yeah. The scene is very well acted. They are kind of, you know, feeding off each other's lines, and like they seem. Like worried parents who have made a decision yeah. in a panic, like, and they kind of know that what they're saying isn't necessarily the best. Thing. But they're like, "This is fine. It, let's just do this." Because... So they're trying to phrase it in a way that sounds like they care the most. You know, right. like it's like it's right. the most about her and not necessarily about their feelings. Right, and their discomfort with the idea of yeah. an intersex child. Yeah, and George surmises. He figures out you're not going to tell her, are you? And Addison kind of shushes him, like, George. Uh, yeah. Well, and, you know, so what the mom said, like, she can't handle this. You know, you saw the scars. Like, they they know she's a fragile mm-hmm. girl, or that's how they see it. Um, and George is like, you know, this could help her. You could. Yeah, that's where he's coming from on it. You and, have to tell her who she is. Like, yeah. and, yeah, Addison cuts him off and says. Yeah, she kind of shushes She says that they'll remove the tumor and then they can talk to her in her own, in their own time, like in yeah. her own time. Yep. They the parents they can, deal can with tell that. Uh, Bex later, and yeah. then the dad is like, "Well, uh, hey, since you're already in there, um, fixed isn't the right word." <sighs> yeah. They. Oh my god. <laughs> they want her to fix things while they're air quotes um, in there. And uh, Addison says, so you want me to perform sexual reassignment surgery on your daughter? And then I think George says without her knowing. Like, well, that's the part that's... Yeah, because they're like, just remove whatever boy parts she has. Yeah, which is, make her all girl. Is not fixed like, oh, we made it better. It is that, but it's also like, 
animal, like you take your dog to the vet to get it fixed. Yeah. Like, Ugh. holy shit. Like, and the dad says, oh, well, you know, fix isn't the right word, but that is yeah. what they're asking. And then they're kind of like, oh, well, she's always, she was always saying she wants to be normal and this is, they're trying to rationalize it. The but... mom says, you know, we want to end her agony. Like, mm-hmm. I think they do care, but. But they're also letting their own feelings right. and discomfort with the situation make decisions for them. And they're trying to rationalize it in a way. Right. Absolutely. That they want it to be. And the ending her. her agony piece, Addison is like, uh, this might do the opposite. Yeah. Like, yeah. If- Addison and George are both really annoyed, but they're trying to keep it professional <laughs> as yeah. much as they can. Yeah. Like, it, this could actually make things worse. Yeah. Um, and George tells them, like, that you can control hormones with medication. Yeah. Like, with an oral medication. Like, yeah. Crazy gender reassignment surgery and. Not that gender reassignment surgery is crazy, but, like, picking that for your adolescent kid right. without their knowledge right. is crazy. Yeah, and and the parents say they just want to do what's best because they think this is what's best, mm-hmm. I guess, or mm-hmm. best for them. And Addison flat out refuses. She yeah. says, I won't do a surgery uh, like an... What does she say? I'm a gender reassignment surgery without a patient's knowledge. Well, she says something... Um, like a... I won't alter uh, her without her knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Addison declares that she would not alter Bex's body permanently. Yeah, she just wouldn't do that to someone who isn't aware of what's going on. Yeah. Um, and George tells um, the parents, you know, Bex is going to figure it out. Like, how do you want her to figure it out? Yeah, how do you want her to find it out? Do you want her to find it out on her own or from you? Like, on her own and find out that she's been lied to her whole life? Right. Or and she is in the background in you the window. You see of her, her room. looking through the window and she sees that something's going on. Right. Yeah. She didn't hear it, but she knows that something's happening. Right. Something's up. Yeah. Um and Meredith uh is coming to visit Ellis. Um mm-hmm. she tells the nursing home director, I think that's who that woman is, right? Yeah. Or someone who works there. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, Oh, you know, I have the morning off. I'm here to visit my mom and um, the caretaker tells her, oh, she's she's in good spirits. Visitors really cheer her up. Yeah, and Meredith says, visitors? And turns and looks. It's Derek! It's Derek. Which also, visitors really cheer her up. Could mean, like, she's glad you're here. Yeah. But, like, that's not what it means, because she hasn't seen her yet. Right. Um, yep, Derek's getting coffee. What are you doing here? Yeah, um, Meredith starts yelling at him. But apparently there's a clinical trial for Alzheimer's um, that he thinks she's a good candidate for. Yeah, it's specifically early onset Alzheimer's, yeah. which is what Ellis has going on. And so, like, it could be really good for her. And um, Meredith is not having that. She She's like, this, this, you being, well, he, I think he says he wants to help. He and wants to says, help. He wants her, uh, he... Meredith wants him to lay off. You know, she doesn't want her mom poked in product. Yeah, and like she does. Yeah, she doesn't want her to be uncomfortable in her last in a clinical days. little trial. You know? Yeah, and she does the big. See this? What you're doing? <sighs> Being dreamy. It Being doesn't dreamy. help. It hurts me. It messes with my head. It hurts me. And Meredith guesses that Addison doesn't know where he is either. you have a wife to go home to, and I'm guessing. (laughs) Yeah, and she doesn't. He's like, no, she doesn't know I'm here. Oh, my God. She's such a shit. 
Um, so yeah, we know that Meredith really doesn't want Ellis to be a part of that. And she doesn't like that Derek is coming to like talk to her mother about a clinical trial. Yeah, it feels inappropriate. He's yeah. butting in where he's not wanted. Right. Um, we so... see Bailey, who is in an OR with uh, the organ donation going on or the argon... Argon Horvist. The Argon Horvist is going on in the background. <laughs> yeah, she um, answers the <laughs> OR phone in Twin Falls, and Christina starts wildly gesturing, I'm not yeah, here. because it's Burke on the phone, and Christina's like, no, I'm not here. I'm not, I'm not here. here. Don't I'm tell not here. Don't, Don't say tell. anything. <laughs> uh, Burke is checking on the donor, and um, Burke is, like, asking, and then Christina's answering, and Bailey is telling the doctors in the OR, like... It's a whole chain of communication. Yeah, and it's all these things that Burke's not happy about what that team has been doing with the heart. Yeah, he wants them to change medications so that they don't ruin the heart. He's like, this one needs to be lower. That one has to be done completely. Yeah, he's giving a bunch of different orders. Yeah, and then he does a very dramatic flip phone. Yes. Um, He wants a healthy heart. And Denny wants to know if Izzy will be in the surgery. Yeah. And she looks at Burke and gets a nod, and so she'll be in the surgery. She'll be in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very sweet. Um, and then we have Mauer's surgery. George is in the gallery. Um, and, and Meredith it, is also in the gallery. She's yes. in there, and he sits down next to her. Is she's she still back. in street clothes, though? Yeah. 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 And he's like, I thought you were supposed to be having free time. And she lists all the things she did, which are so, so many, many things. <laughs> and she says... Free time sucks. <laughs> yeah. She's bored. She wanted something else to do. And yeah. she's a little cranky now after the run-in with Derek. And George rubs some salt in the wound by asking, <laughs> when would have been the right time to hear about your boyfriend's wife? <laughs> she just she's looks like, at him. She's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> are you mad at me or something? <laughs> Why are you bringing this up? He's and like, no. No, no, sorry. Sorry. It's, it's his patient. Right. <laughs> There's a right and a wrong time to hear big news, but... Wouldn't you rather it's sooner than later? Like Yeah, so you can have like a fresh start. Yeah, back to our New Year's thing. And but she just glares at him because she doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> right, yeah. She's like, fuck off. Like my life is not a weird metaphor. Um, so then we kind of pan down into the OR and the chief is teaching. Mm-hmm. Um He's teaching while he's working. Uh, when Leo Tolstoy here wakes up, you might want to get him to revisit the idea of a new vocation, which I like just because I was going to say I really like Tolstoy. I thought he's my favorite writer. Right when that came up, I was like, "Wow, they mentioned Tolstoy, nice." And it's just kind of funny because what Tolstoy is known for is his really big novels. Mm. So like War and Peace and Anna Karenina are like thick, thick books. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of funny. Like he he must have like, there's a, a lot. lot. Yeah, this was a big novel. Yeah. That Mauer, <laughs> Wrote or eight, and eight yeah, <laughs> both. Um, uh, and Alex thinks that uh, he might the patient might have some delirium, you know. Oh, he's acting pretty strange, and, and he wants to keep an eye on him. Um, and he doesn't want to overlook anything, is what he a says. Really good instinct, like, well, also, he's thinking back to what was his name, Mr. Martin or Martin, Robert something? Martin, Robert Martin, Robert, something like that, Robert Martin, uh-huh. yes. Um, <laughs> Um, he, because he, the the man that he killed accidentally. Yep. And he had that whole issue. That's what he's 
kind of thinking back to. And yeah. he's like, I don't want to overlook anything again. Right. I don't want to make another mistake. Yep. And the chief kind of pushes him. He's like, well, I'm short-staffed all over the hospital. Yeah, the chief doesn't think it's a big deal. But um, Alex uh, makes a comment about not needing, you know, he's not the only one in need of a plan B. And the chief knows what's up and, and asks, like, oh, you think you passed? Well, before that, I think, oh. is when the chief holds up the oh. book potato. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. Like, it's the size of a potato. Yeah. I was trying to think of what it was. Like, I was like, blob? Book what? blob? But it's, like, hard. Yeah. It's like a bloody potato that yeah. he, he holds up. Anyone want to read this? Oh, my God. Any takers? But, yeah. And then they talk about, um, yeah, Alex kind of makes a little jab at himself. Yeah. Like, oh, I might need a plan B, too. Yeah, he's a little Feeling nervous. kind of down. He didn't pass. And she's like, you don't think he passed? He's like, well, I thought I passed last time. Yeah. So, yeah, we're not sure what those results are yet. But yep. he should get them soon. Yeah. So. Um, and George is looking in on Bex. Yep. And she's like, oh, no, like, did you tell my parents about the pill? And he's like, no, no, I didn't tell them. And... Bex wonders, you know, am I dying? Like, is that yeah, what nobody wants to tell? she knows something is going on. She yeah. can tell that her parents are acting weird and they were having some weird conversation. She's getting really freaked out by all of this. Um, and he tries to kind of sidestep it and is like, no, we're going to remove the tumor that's yeah. compressing your... Hey, he stops. And Bex fills in the silence. Ovary. Ovary. Right, George? And he looks at her like he's gonna say it, but yeah. then Addison walks in with the parents. Yeah. And Bex immediately is like, she kind of jumps on them because she can tell that she's being lied to. Right. She knows this. And so she asks George point blank, like, Right, George? That it's compressing my ovary, right? Right, George? And Addison says, Dr. O'Malley. And just ever so slightly shakes her head no. And... Bex again says, George? And George goes, what am I just what? supposed to lie to yeah. her? And then Addison tells him to leave the room. Uh, Bex wants to know what's wrong, and George stares at the parents. Yep. And then her dad steps forward, and yeah. they both tell her the truth. Yeah, which the is mom kind of fills in. and um, But something, when they tell her that she has a testes, like a testicle, is kind of, she... Yeah. She says that, and then she, you see in her face, like, something clicks. Yeah. Like, and Bex is like, does this mean I could be a boy? Yeah, and that's where I, well, right before that, when when you see her face, like, that's where I started crying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you kidding? This thing was missing in her life. Yeah. And then. Or his life, there's probably. A, there's a moment, and Bex just whispers, yes. Yes. Which is, like. Wow, what that what means... a cool reaction to be so instantly relieved. Yeah. Like, they're confused right up, you know, like, well, wait, what's happening? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, that means I could be a boy? And they're like, yes. Like, yeah. cool. That's so awesome. Like, that means that Bex has been wishing, right, for their whole life that they were a boy. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And just like... What a cool, not that it's not okay to be confused, but like, wow, what clarity mm-hmm. for them to exactly. get to finally be like, yes, like, sweet. Like, this makes sense now. Like, yeah. It's yeah. so cute. It's really sweet. Um, the parents are obviously pissed. <laughs> yeah. Now they're out in the hallway and they're yelling at George. Mm-hmm. She's um, a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. And, and George says, maybe not. <laughs> 
Yeah, which George does says, not help the situation. Well, George but, says maybe, maybe not. Yeah, like, and he's not trying to be a shit. He's no, just, just like literally, no. maybe, maybe not. Yeah, like, like maybe keep this in mind. And fam. they were like, you know, the parents are like, we're we are protecting her, and George says, you are lying to her. Yeah. Um, and this the, is not your child. It's not your life. Yeah. We have raised a daughter for 14 years. Yeah, the mom really comes at him and comes at George. And as Addison steps in before she can even say anything, George gets all pouty baby and quits. I'm off the case, right? No, I know. I'm off the case, right? Yeah. And, like, turns away before he even finishes the sentence. Like, he just... But that was probably good for Addison um, because then she didn't have to... Pick a side because she right. probably she agrees with him, you know. Right, like and she full on agrees with him, but she has to be the judicious, the yeah. doctor, you know. Right, yeah. So that made it so that she wouldn't have to, you know, do something Pick one way or the choose. other. Yeah, pick something that goes against what she's believing in. Right, because you know? she wasn't gonna do the surgery, but like. Obviously, she didn't want George to say anything in the patient room. Right. Because that was the parents' wishes of this adolescent yeah. patient. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's a it's a difficult situation. So, um, Maurer is in the recovery wing. Yeah, Alex is checking on him. And Maurer tries to talk, and he can't quite get his words right. Yeah, he's, like, kind of leaning off to the side of his bed. And Alex has him lay back down. And he's saying, he's saying full words and even, like some phrases but it doesn't make sense yeah it's he not calls connecting. him brock and pal and he references jeopardy it just it, it's not a coherent thought yeah yeah something's wrong mm-hmm. yeah and um derek and the chief um talking about ellis so derek thinks like ellis could really be good for the clinical trial thinks yeah, he could get her a in good candidate but um, it will require meredith's power of attorney Yes, and he wants the chief to be the one to talk with Meredith about this because with Derek, there's just baggage. Yeah. And with um, the chief and Ellis, as far as he knows, <laughs> he's just helping out a friend. Well, but also with chief and Meredith. Yeah, but but when but, he says it, you see yeah. the look on the chief's face like, well, actually. <laughs> actually, there's baggage, yeah. Um, and then the chief sees Karev. Yeah, he kind of stops him and asks him what he's doing because Alex is on the computer at the nurse's station, Mm -hmm. busy, busy. And Alex says that he's doing research on Maurer and the chief kind of questions him about that. I need you on the floor. What are you doing? Yeah, like I told you I was short staffed. Mm -hmm. Um, And Alex lists the symptoms very diplomatically. Fever, sweating, tingling, mood swings, lack coordination, crazy talk. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm sure is the clinical definition. And then the chief kind of takes a beat and is like, well, what are you saying? And Alex says, he ate his novel. My point is, he ate his novel. And he says, I know. And he's like, well, the mercury is in the paper. He has mercury poisoning. Alex fucking figured it out. He, he followed figured through. It out. He saw something. He, he had a hunch. He work. stuck to it. He wasn't a dick about it. Yes. Yeah. He wasn't like, fuck you, chief. I'm right. I know there's something else going on. He just stuck to it. And yeah. and I was trying to remember when I saw this guy, I was like, is it in the ink or the paper? And yeah. not that it really matters. No. But it's all a potato. All, yeah. <laughs> it's all a potato. <laughs> um so in surgery, Bailey asks Christina to call Burke because so Bailey's working on the heart. Yeah, Bailey's got her hands 
in the body cavity around the heart um and christine's kind of like what i i can't like uh, she pauses and gets a yang (laughs) so burke answers right away obviously and And he's he and he answers bailey like (laughs) yeah he goes bailey and christina says it's me and he's like i can't talk i'm waiting on a call from bailey and really sheepishly, she goes, I'm with Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, you're in Idaho? Yeah. yeah. You're breaking the rules. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she says it like deep in her throat. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then, oh my God, I love this part. So the reason that Bailey wanted to call was because there's some fairly extensive damage from a coronary artery disease. And she wants to tell Burke that. But yeah. As Burke is on the phone with who is now Christina, the chief comes up to check and he says, hello, Dr. Weber. Tell me what I need to know about the heart, Dr. Bailey. Like, <laughs> trying to cue Christina in so she doesn't fuck it up yeah. while the chief can hear. I just, I love a gag like that. Like, it's so good. I really liked that a lot. <laughs> so sneaky. Dr. Weber. Yeah. And we see Izzy and she's... Checking in. Yeah, she's in her surgical scrubs. She's got her scrub cap on because they're ready to go into surgery. Yep. And she kind of looks back and she can see Burke and the chief through the window. Yeah. And they must have just finished the conversation on the phone. Yep. Burke gets a little pat on the shoulder from the chief. They look kind of bummed. Yeah. They don't look happy. So she knows what that means. Yeah. He kind of motions for her to come out and talk to him. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... Uh, Dr. Weber is talking to Meredith and or he walks up to her and tells her, you know, it was a favor for me that Derek was doing when he went to check on Ellis. Yeah. Also, this is the nurse's station. One time we said, well, I said, there's a little like Inuit doll on the nurse's station. You can see it in this scene. Interesting. It's really cute. We've seen it there before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, so he tells her, like, this isn't gonna cure the Alzheimer's, right. this isn't gonna make her get all the way better, but right. it could give her more good dates. Yeah. And that's yeah. something good. Yeah. That, that could be good. Yeah, she's not really, like, necessarily believing that Derek did it as a favor for the chief, but, um, she lets him share yeah. his piece and kind of give his pitch for Ellis being part of the study. And, um, you know, sometimes that's all you can ask for is more good days. Yeah. With a chronic illness, like, and a brain condition like that, a deteriorative, like, brain right, disorder. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Mauer is being all philosophical. <laughs> he's talking a little bit more um, normally now. It seems like he's, he's yeah. doing better. Yeah. But he's whining about being a failure. I even failed to eat my book. and Yeah. And he says, do you know how that feels? And Alex is kind of like, dude. Yeah. (laughs) If you only knew. Yeah. And um, he's thinking about a plan B. Yeah. Maurer is now changing his tune, saying maybe it is time for a plan B. Mm -hmm. And then Alex comes in with the, we make a mistake around here and people die. Uh, it happens all the time. Mom oh, was oh. like, all the time? All the time? <laughs> oh, what? Wait a second. <laughs> um, like a lot anyway. Uh, yeah. And Alex says that I'm a doctor and you're a writer. We don't have a plan B. Right. Like, we that's all what have we setbacks, are. but yeah. That's who we are. So we know that Alex, that's how he feels now. He's decided. Yeah. Like he, 
He doesn't have a plan B. He wants to be a doctor. Yep. And the chief is really happy with Alex's work, which is great. Yeah. The chief and the fiance come in and <coughs> Alex kind of tells them the treatment that he's doing. And it, it's obviously working because yeah. he can talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, the chief says that he did a good job. Yeah. Which is nice. That's nice. Nice to have the support of the chief. Yeah. Especially after the year that Alex had had. God. It's a good start to the new year. For him. Yes. Um, so then we're on the flight back um, with Christina and Bailey. Christina's staring at Bailey's belly again. And it wakes her again. Yeah. And uh, Christina starts complaining about the 80 hour work week. Yeah, it um, protects the week. That's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks that working, you know, unlimited hours weeds out the week. So, sure. Of course she does. Uh, and Bailey says, is that really what's on your mind? Yeah. Because she can tell that there's something else. And and, and she knows, yeah. actually, intuitively what's going on. And, and she says, I thought about it, about not keeping it. Or I thought about it, you know, not keeping it. Yeah, and Christina is, like, interested and relieved. She says, you did? You did. In just sort of, like, this sad sort of, like... Solidarity of, like, a, oh, you really? Did? Like, yeah. And yeah. And Bailey says, you know, you can't work the way we work. You can't want the kind of careers we want. Yeah. Um, they're both in the same boat. They're both very ambitious. Yes. However, with Bailey, she's married and they had tried for years to right. have a baby. Yeah. But still, even then, even with the wanting a baby for years, she still had to take pause. Yeah. When she found out because yep. of the work, because of her drive and her ambition. Yeah. She says, I paused. I paused a very long time. Yeah. And Christina wants to know why. Um, one night, Bailey says that one night she just, she woke up and she knew that she could do it. Yeah. She says, you do what you can. Yeah. You just have to know. And when you don't know, then no one can fault you for it. Which is really like, oh. Um, See, the next yeah, line you spoke do, more to me. <laughs> you do what you can, when you can, while you can. And when you can't, you can't. Yeah, and she keeps emphasizing the you. Like, yeah. you do what you can. Because she does know everything that Yeah. Christina she was with through. Christina. She was there during the surgery. Yep. Like, stood by Christina's head and held her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. Um, Denny wakes up to Izzy in his room. Um, and he thinks it's bad. But yeah, he can tell that she's kind of like it's not a good sign. Yeah, she tries to be optimistic, but um, he didn't get the heart. So. Yeah, he read he read her face. Right, yeah. <laughs> he was able to tell. And she says, "You have time," and he says, "Liar." <laughs> Fine, there's no time. Fine, no time. <laughs> Fine, yeah. <laughs> um, so George enters Bex's room and hops up on the bed and. Um, yeah, because now it's not like he's the doc- her doctor. He's just coming in there as a friend. Just so he can just sit next to her. <laughs> yeah. And um, Bex knows um, that their her- parents were mad, but is yeah. really glad George told. Yeah, she says thank you for making them tell me. And then Bex asks, do I have to be a boy now? No, but I can if I want to. Yeah, if you want to. He right. emphasizes that. Yeah. It's her if choice. you want to, yeah. And then Bex asks for scissors. Yeah. Man, that's a hard sentence to say. Bex asks for scissors. Yeah. Asks is kind of a hard word. Bex asks for scissors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And so we kind of have the, there's like a bunch of little scenes here to kind of wrap it up. How we usually end it. (laughs) Meredith um, goes up to Derek and she asks about the program. Yep. She wants more info um, before she signs Alice up for it. Yeah. But she's thinking about it now. Yeah. And Izzy is walking with Denny while he's being pushed, wheeled out. To the doors to go home. And he calls her Dr. Stevens. Yeah. Uh, when he says goodbye. And, um. And Alex comes up to her after Denny's wheeled out and asks about him and, like, why is he leaving? And Yeah, she kind of gets Alex up to speed about it. Yeah, says, tells him he didn't get the heart. And, uh, he's a good guy. Yeah, he says, sorry, he's a good guy. Which is a really nice That's thing nice. for Alex. But also he doesn't know him, so how do you know he's a good guy? But. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, still. And she's like, yeah, he is. And she looks out at Denny, and he stands up, and you see how tall he is. So he's not so just laying in the, in the hospital bed. He looks like a scruffy professor, is what yeah, I wrote. Like totally. He's, he's got, like, a, a plaid shirt under, like, a sweater and a jacket on top and a scarf. A scarf, yeah. It's like, ooh. But it's not, like... <laughs> sleek and put together it's like no. a little bedraggled yeah. like yeah it's like great. the hot professor yeah <laughs> um it makes me think of when ted is a professor on how i met your mother he's trying to write professor on the board and he's like oh god oh god does it have two apps <laughs> and that one student in the front is like <laughs> so good denny is everything he wanted to be yes yeah. um and then george is cutting bex's hair he has got Quite a bit of it cut off. Totally unqualified. So Very unqualified. Bad. And then her parents walk in and it's like, oh no! <laughs> they are they like cut. straight up like, what's going on? And then they relax. Yeah. And it's George's face is like, oh no, like, they're going to oh, yell at me shit, again. Yeah. Um, and but then, the mom steps forward. Yeah, reaches for the scissors and yeah. is going to come help. Yeah, she takes over and steps back behind her to finish up the haircut. Yeah, it's really sweet. Um, and they, they really did have her best interest in mind. They were just letting their fears get in the way a little bit. Yeah. And some people let their fears get in the way too much. A lot of it. Or <laughs> I don't think you can call, um, well, it wouldn't be homophobia. I don't think you can call discrimination of intersex people fear. Yeah. I think it's just stupidity. Yeah. But some people let that get in the way. <laughs> um, and, okay, so then we have Derek on the porch. Um, yeah, he's grilling the trout outside. <laughs> yeah, cooking it outside. Addison's grateful for that. Yes, she says thank you, which, yeah, I, I think it's a little too close to the house maybe, and you're still going to smell the fish You're inside. still going to smell it, but at least it's outside. I mean, yeah. And, um, and then, she sits down next to him. Yes. She acknowledges that she is passive aggressive. Yeah, there is a land called Passive Aggressiva, and I am their queen. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he says, That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And she takes his beer and wonders if she's just supposed to wait until it passes with Meredith. And he says, That'd be good, because he doesn't know when it's going to pass. What a weird request i don't know that that's appropriate it's not but also i don't think he knows what else to ask for or how or how it's gonna play out you know other than let's not be married anymore yeah which Which is an option 
think it's an option at this point. Because they've decided to be together, but then he yeah. still has feelings for her. Yeah, and Addison would be happier if he just kind of laid that out, I think. Well, it's like you don't keep a fish on the hook if you're not going to reel it in. Is yeah. that a fishing metaphor? Like, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. You know, I, I haven't heard that one, but sure. it's it's making me think of in um, Parks and Rec when he's Ron is asking April like, "Do you fish?" and she's like, "No," and then he tells you know because she's kind of leading Andy along. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, you either like let it off the hook or you reel it in. Like, yeah. you don't just let it sit in the water. Like, yeah, that's what yeah. it feels like he's doing with Addison. It is, yeah, and it's just like, well, if I decide I want to reel you in, I will, but just hang out there and tread water until I figure it out. And it's like, that's not fair. Like, she should be able to live her life. Yeah. Yeah. Not that she necessarily wants to move on either, but fuck. Like, really, you want to live with somebody who's, like, flirting with somebody else in an elevator that he's in love with? Like, that sucks. But she kind of accepts that and just says, I still hate the trailer. Yeah. and Still hate the trailer. And he says, as is your right. Yeah. But he does not, it's not like a cute, no, um, sweet moment. Nope. He looks annoyed. He yeah. looks like he's still pissed. He's not happy with this situation. He's not it happy. He's yeah. not happy in this. Um, and we hear a voiceover talking about letting go of the old habits and yeah. the old memories. Yeah. And then we see Christina walking up to Burke outside the hospital. Yeah, she like, it looks like she kind of waited for him mm-hmm. to leave. And then she just goes right in with what she was going to say and um, says, I was not ever going to have it. You don't get to be mad about that. Yeah, she was not going to have the baby. She was never planning on it. That was never a choice for her. And she starts to explain herself beyond that, and he just tells Christina that he's not mad. Yeah. He just wants to know. He just wants to know things. Yeah. He just wants to be in the loop. Yeah. And that's kind of... The extent of their moment there. You know, she was ready yeah. to launch in with this whole, like, and you don't get to be mad about it, and here's yeah. why you don't get to be mad, and he's I was, like... I was your intern, we didn't know each other, but why? It was, you know, early in our relationship. He just says, I'm not mad. Like, I just want to know things. Yeah. I just want to know. Like, yeah. Um, which, is, it, which is nice. But also, is that true? Like... I don't know. He does want to know things, but I don't yeah. think he just wants to know things. Yeah. Like, I think he has different expectations of her that oh, he's definitely. pretending he doesn't have. Yeah. Um, so uh. then Izzy and George are in the bathroom eating pizza on the floor. <laughs> and Doc is barking. Kind of hanging out. Yeah. Doc is barking. And this time we hear Meredith yelling at Doc. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat laundry my laundry <laughs> and then she runs in and yeah, sits she, down <laughs> she seeks solace in the bathroom too and yeah. george offers her a slice of pizza and she yeah. kind of grabs it and eats it <laughs> <laughs> and the the voiceover concludes that sometimes amid all the crap are things that are worth holding on to which is kind of like this little family that they've built like that's the thing to hold on to or pizza also, pizza. <laughs> Pizza's a good thing. I'm pretty sure it's pizza. <laughs> Is that the answer to life? Pizza panty party. Pizza panty party. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should hold on to things. There are some things, yes. Or don't. You should hold on to, and some things you need to let go of. 
like your expectation that your kid live the way that you've raised them. Yes. Maybe they're their own person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good thing to learn. Yeah. People good. out there. Oh. Mothers of some people. Hello? <laughs> um, <laughs> some lady with her boobies out on <laughs> Um Katie and I Is that it? Yeah, that's the end. Sweet. It's the end. Cool. Nice little moment with an untrained dog barking in the background. It's nice. Yeah. There's almost always an untrained dog barking <laughs> in the background of this podcast. So it's a metaphor for life. Um <laughs> I was introduced to a YouTube channel by a friend this week. Um, my friend Nikki showed me Brandy TV. Um, and it is a woman who does makeup tutorials after she eats edibles. And we watched the one where she turns herself into the Grinch. It's pretty funny. It is. Yeah. They're short. I would think they'd be hard to edit, like, once you're all sobered up. Yeah. You're like, how much of that is actually funny? Like, (laughs) but we laughed. It was good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, Amazing. You got any YouTuber Netflix recs? Um, On YouTube, if you have not watched Shit's Creek yet, do it. The fourth season is now on there. She's staring at me. Watch it. It's so good. <laughs> I binged the whole new season right after I watched The Haunting of Hill House, ah! which currently is also new on Netflix, but by the time you hear this, it will be old news. Yeah. But <laughs> it is also very good, very scary, and really sad. Oh, like, it shit. was it was a lot sadder just throughout the whole thing. I mean, there's kind of like a nice sort of happy ending yeah you know but it but throughout the whole series it's just kind of like oh there's real life sadness and horrors too oh like, it's no not just boy you are not spooky, selling this spooky ghosts but it's good like okay. it's a good it's good. a good drama good nice writing the okay. acting is really good cool yeah i liked it a lot okay yeah did i talk about season two big mouth you mentioned it last time okay yeah. We finished it. It's okay. really good. Um, really enjoyed the shame wizard. Um, and by that, I was like, not enjoyed as much as like, oh, God, that's really real right now. I has that. <laughs> um, and then also, this isn't Netflix or new, but we just watched um, the Ghostbusters reboot with Kate oh, McKinnon yeah. and yeah. Leslie Jones. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. And Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig. Yes. Yeah. We watched it uh, last night. It was really fun. and I like it. Yeah. I liked the cameos. I liked the premise. Uh, I I think it's good. So, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was fun. Just, I, I would put it equal with the original. You yeah. know? Like, it's Except... Not- I wouldn't wouldn't put either, like, on a high pedestal, but... (laughs) I don't know if it's the original or one of the sequels. In one of them, Dan Aykroyd gets head from a ghost. (laughs) What? I don't remember that. Who the fuck wrote that? (laughs) The 80s need to go to jail. Um, (laughs) They all did. They wrote this. Yeah. All the 80s. A lot of cocaine, probably. They did. Um, (laughs) At one point in the new one the realtor like shows them their original firehouse where they were like uh-huh. their headquarters and she tells them the rent is twenty one thousand dollars a month and Christian Wig goes burn in hell it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's really great <laughs> Oy vey. it's really good yeah uh 
Oh, Jada's made a little nest for herself in the laundry. You see her down there? Oh, the little nugget. It's really cute. <laughs> Ooh, um, I got to pump up uh, this Instagram with the foxes and the sugar gliders. Juniper, Juniper fox. fox with two X's. Um, yeah, they do lots of animals who need rehabilitation and can't be released. Like wild animals. Yeah. But they can't for some reason, be released to the wild. Yeah, chinchillas and um, foxes and sugar gliders and fancy snakes and uh, leaf-tailed geckos. Mm -hmm. This one snake is a white-lipped python, and it's, like, hollow. Beautiful. Like, holographic. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Yeah, not a hollow. (laughs) No, no, like... H O L O. Right, like yeah. Christine Simply Neological Hollow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah. The sign says Criminal Minds Agents. I'm Paget Brewster. Yeah. Or Emily. Yes. We don't know which the is name the best of... one, I think. <sighs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Her and Spencer Reed. Yeah, and I really like, I like a, pretty much all of them. They're all good. Yeah. yeah. I really like Garcia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, you know. this is oldie but a goodie. Um, Jesse Cave. Yes, please. Is yeah. Lavender uh, Brown on of the Harry Potter series. Yeah. But also, she's just a very good um, comedian and, and a mom. And she's funny. And an artist. And she does cute little uh, cartoon yeah. drawings They're that great. are funny. They're really fun. And it looks like... Like, stuff you could pull from, like, the supplies that your grandma left hanging around her house for you to yeah. color with kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not, like, complex. No, no. But the politi- or the um, cultural commentary is, like, fun and funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, um, shout out to my favorite sweat boy, Andrew Lloyd Leather, for ah, yes. performing in their Halloween <laughs> show as one of the Thundercats this week. Um, it was so fun. Just fun to, like, see him up on stage. and It was fun to watch the stories. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was, I was, like, wishing everybody could have been there to enjoy the party that it was. It was really cool. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Sweat Boys is a lacrosse phenomenon. <laughs> band? Band. Group. Musical group. group. They put out albums. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. You got anything else? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, you can email us at shadesofgrayspod at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram at shadesofgrayspod. Um, yeah, those are the places. We sometimes link to there from our personal Instagrams and stuff. But Instagrams. I guess we'll see you next week for episode 14. My God. Yes. We're really cranking through it. We're doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Really next. good until we take another long break and then it's like, oh, we're behind again. No, we're not behind again. It's okay. <laughs> we'll get it. Also, it's just for fun. Yes. As long as you guys are having fun. Yeah. Also, we're having fun probably regardless. Yeah. Yeah. You know what helps with that? Wine. Wine makes things a little bit funner. <laughs> just a touch. A touch more fun to your day in a glass if you drink responsibly <laughs> yes yeah drink responsibly but you know a little bit is good yeah loves Very it nice. cool have a good week yeah and, uh, we'll see you next week see you later guys Bye. namaste oh my god <laughs> <laughs>